This is Sports Best, brought to you in part by WD-40, the only water-displacing spray that can fix creaky doors. Old bikes in a pinch can be used to fight off a mugger. WD-40, the official water-displacing spray of Sports Best. He is the one and only Andrew Keller, who just told me right now he could go out and run a 4.9 40-yard dash. I'm Larry Olson, and I just pulled a hamstring saying 40-yard dash. This is Sports Best, broadcasting fake live and direct on the Believe Podcast Network. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Larry. I fancy myself someone that knows a lot about construction. I'm a licensed contractor. I did not know that WD-40 was marketed as a water displacing. I thought I always thought it was a lubricating spray. So thank you for teaching me that. And for anyone else that was listening that didn't know that. it's It gets rid of the water, so there are no more creeks on your door, Andrew. Oh, my goodness. I did run a 4.9 in high school. I weighed 260, and I ran a 4.9. I weigh a lot less than that and probably am a lot slower. What uh, what do you think you run that at? Five 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 three? Uh, I think I I would guess a five three. Okay, I'd like to see that actually. Yeah, I'll do. I'll run Maybe a five three forty, and then I'll run a beer mile and sub six sub seven minutes. He is he's got it all, folks. All right, and uh, Andrew, we are full in NFL mode, and I did not tell you ahead of time because I wanted you to just hear it out of my mouth. I've got your NFL stat of the week from week seven in the league. You ready for this? I'm ready for it. Join me on the football roller coaster of Bills rookie kicker Tyler Bass. In the first half against the Jets, he missed his very first kick for 45 yards. Then he made his next two, including his career long of 53. He made two more in the third quarter, then missed early in the fourth before making a 29 yarder. He then pushed the Bills ahead with his eighth field goal, a 40 yarder. That would be eight attempts and six field goals. His six field goals tied the franchise record. The eight attempts are a Bills record and marked the eighth time in NFL history that a kicker has had eight or more attempts. Is that a good stat for him? Is that a bad stat for the Bills? That seems like a referendum on the Bills just being terrible. I just try to find the most obsequious stats that I could find to lead off the show every week for the NFL because I know you love these stats. Oh, my God. Well, the Cowboys are on pace to allow 550 points this season with their very porous Swiss cheese-like defense. So there's things to think about in the stats. Ah, I do love Maybe a good stat. And maybe before uh, the end of the year, we will have surpassed baseball with uh, the NFL being the most obscure stat sport. You don't have a red rocket stat for me if you're going to talk about the Cowboys? Uh, he has 8,476 8, red hairs on his chin. <laughs> with uh, Speaking of not very good stats, Tom Brady, who, as we know, Ooh. left the Patriots oh. and went to the Tampa Brady Gronkineers, is doing a lot better than his old coach. Hmm? Uh, had you asked me at the beginning of the year i would have said belichick was the stronger of the two i believe we did sure. ask you yeah and i said that <laughs> yes we have it on tape so on sunday brady accounted for five touchdowns and when they beat the raiders and the patriots lost for the third straight time against your 49ers three no six to 33 they only scored six points with a scam newton is it, is it Scam Newton? Is it Belichick? Is it Brady so good? What is it? Well, um, we, I feel like we need to throw this in. The 33-6 loss to the 49ers was the worst loss in the Bill Belichick era. I believe he took over in 2000 or 2002 in New England. So 49ers go to New England and hand Bill Belichick his worst loss. I believe, I believe in my soul that it's not Bill Belichick. It's not his fault. The bully doesn't have diarrhea? No, he does not have diarrhea. <laughs> what is it? Is it just uh, he needs his team to grow up around him? I don't know. Um, 
Well, let's, I mean, to be honest, if he had Tom Brady, they'd clearly be doing better. They'd, they'd at least be 500, right? I think that they're good because Tom Brady is a good leader and he can make yeah. adjustments on the fly. It's not because he's that good physically anymore. His passes are not what they used to be. I'm not better than he is, but Father Time has caught up with him, I think. So, like, do you think Tom had it right to, like, jump off the sinking rat-infested ship at the right time and go to the Buccaneers? Or did he make the Buccaneers that great? I don't think Tom had the decision to leave New England. I think it was either you're going to sit on the bench or you're going to go somewhere else. Um, Belichick didn't want him anymore. I don't think that's official on the record, but I think Belichick uh, is less emotional about the decisions. Like, given uh, what's his face, Fitzmagic, his victory tour, Belichick wouldn't do that. I know that he wouldn't go on record as saying this, and I don't know how spiteful of a person you are, but clearly Tom Brady is happy about that he's doing well and Belichick is sucking balls, right? Oh, for sure. I am a very spiteful person. I won't act on it, but I have very spiteful thoughts all of the time. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm happy for Tom because I, I mean, good, good gracious. He's got a hot wife. He's got millions of dollars and all the Super Bowl rings. Does he need another good thing in his life? But I'm definitely, I, I love a good spite story. So I'm kind of like, kind of happy for Tom that he jumped off the sinking ship. Yeah. Everything returns back to Seinfeld. Why do you want to return this shirt? Spite. <laughs> Um, so let's take a look real quickly. Who would you think right now Vegas has a, has as the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl after Week Seven? How about them Cowboys? I think the Cowboys, um, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm, that is incorrect. No, you are incorrect, sir. You know, there's only one undefeated team in the NFL. That would be your Pittsburgh Steelers. Correct. Pittsburgh six and zero after beating the Titans. By the way, what an amazing game! Titans Seahawks. I mean, excuse me, Steelers. Um, and Tennessee went at it. It was an unbelievable game, 27-24. The Steelers are the only undefeated team, but they are not the favorite to win the Super Bowl as of this week. You know who that would be? No, I don't. Who is it? Let me give you a little hint. Man crush. Oh, boy. Patrick Mahomes and his, his Chiefs, and maybe he'll bring the Royals along with him. That'd be correct. Kansas City Chiefs still have an 18% chance to win the Super Bowl under most Vegas simulations. Number two would be the Titans. Steelers. No, Steelers. it's not the Titans. Titans. No, no, neither of those teams. I oh, faked boy. you out. It's, it's actually the Baltimore Ravens. They have a 17% chance. Um, so once again, Steelers are under the only NFL team. Of course, they're the third team to um, be favored to win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I think there's a 40% no. chance someone from the AFC North is going to win the Super Bowl. Actually, it's incorrect. The Steelers are fourth. They have, oh, actually, I'm sorry. I take that back. They are third. <laughs> Oh, I don't know why. No, wait a minute. Yeah, they are third. They have a third, almost 13% chance. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have an almost 12% chance to win the Super Bowl, according to Las Vegas, by the way. I'm confused why you're breaking down who is the favorite when you clearly bet. Like, you're going to bet on the Bengals to win it because you got a 1,000 to 1. I don't know what the Bengals' odds are, but... Do you know what? this? I love that you brought this up. There are four teams that have a 0% chance in simulations by Vegas to win. 0%, like 0%. Cowboys? Um, no, Cowboys are not amongst them. Wow. The Texans, I take that back. There are five teams. The Texans, the Broncos, the Bengals, the Jaguars, and the Jets have a 0% chance of winning the Super Bowl. I love this. I love this. The Giants, the New York football Giants, have a 0.02% chance to win this. <laughs> right. It gets better. The Atlanta Falcons have a 0.01% chance to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, after we hit stop recording, you're going to go online and put smart money on those guys. And Just because you it. asked, your Dallas Cowboys have a 
0.06% chance to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. I love it. I didn't even know that's a thing. By the way, our Cardinals are at 0.8% to win the Super Bowl, which is ridiculous. We need to we need to put a parlay out there for all the for the next. We need to get a bet going. We haven't had a maybe, bet on the books in a while. Maybe you know a guy and an intern that have a bet on the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl. Maybe and maybe we win eight hundred dollars. I don't know. Maybe you know a guy. Maybe I do. I know that you like to cook breakfast for your family. Do you have mm. a hot sauce of choice, or do you, does your family eat hot sauce? I feel like people have strong takes on hot hot sauce on eggs. I love the range of the sauces. There's the Tabasco. There's, um, I mean, Tapatio. You could just go hard flake red peppers. We, oh. we try everything in the Olsen house. Yes. The right answer is Tabasco is best on eggs. Cholula's good in soup. Oh. And if you're Andrew Stewart, you might say Crystal. Crystal? Crystal. Crystal is meant for eggs. But people- I've never heard of that. You never heard of Crystal? Uh-uh. It's real nice. It's very Tabasco-y. It has, it has different oh. flavor profiles. Okay. But the defensive coordinator for my Dallas Cowboys <laughs> was doing an interview and poor guy got some hot sauce on his eyes. And I like the progression of his quote. This is uh, Nolan talking. He says, obviously the frustration for him as well as, oh, look, oh, whoops, excuse me. I've got something in my eye. I just had some Tabasco on my finger and I went in my eye. That wasn't good. Ugh, terrible. Jeez, I'm sorry. Those are things you don't want to say in an interview. Well, I was kind of confused about what was going on here. So he was eating something, walked in to do this interview, and he still had Tabasco on his finger. And yeah. while he's doing this interview, he puts it in like, or he was just shaking. Like scratch your face and it touches your eye and then a little, it bleeds in. Because So like he wasn't eating an egg and then like all of a sudden during the interview, breaks out the Tabasco bottle and like somehow shit and then it splatters yeah. in his eye. That didn't when happen. I read, when I read the highlight or the headline, I thought that's what it was going to be, but it was more, it was on his finger. Apparently you used to have bad vision. Did you ever have contacts? I've had contacts before. Yes. One of the worst things you can do ever is go to a crawfish boil and not properly <laughs> wash your hands and take your contacts out. It's not too bad taking them out, but you put contacts with the uh, seasonings on uh, it'll floor you. Pepper in the eyes sucks. So I'm confused a little bit. I feel like you're saying it's okay for Mike Nolan to not have washed his hands from whatever he was doing before, before he did the interview. I'm thinking this is a ridiculous story that he somehow didn't clean his fingers before he went into this interview. He, he might not have. I, I'm not saying it's okay that he didn't wash his hands, but also if you peppers linger, they can linger. If you ever cut jalapenos, you got to be careful. If you go to the bathroom after handling spicy stuff or uh if you touch your face it'll burn so i'm not saying I, i'm saying mike nolan should focus more on his defensive strategy than he should on touching his face if we or when we go to interview mike nolan for our show at some particular point remind me to never shake his hand would you just give me a quick nudge be like hey remember give him a fist pound don't don't shake his hand because you're scared he's gonna have fecal matter on his hands i'm just saying that he might have a little poo on there because if he's got the hot sauce, he might have some poop. He might. Well, maybe just wash your hands after you talk to him. By the Everybody way, I'm not judging poops, Larry. It's a book. I'm not judging him. I'm just saying I don't want to shake his hands. Hey, right, have poo fair. all, all you want on your hand. I'm just not going to shake your hand. That's fair. Our intern, Kirk, will definitely not be shaking his hand. Um, speaking of shaking hands, everybody in L.A. shaking each other's hands, fist bumping. Lakers win the NBA championship last week. As we reported, you did not go down to the Staples Center where everybody was congregating to celebrate the Lakers NBA championship, but 
they were also celebrating higher numbers of the COVIDs because everybody was celebrating down there in Lakerland. Reportedly, there were 200 more cases, I think, per capita or whatever last week in L.A. than earlier in the month. And they're blaming the Lakers championship and everybody watching the games together at homes as the reason why. They are saying that L.A. County has been doing a lot of this. Also, just in general, no one really knows what these numbers mean. You're like, there were <laughs> 70,000 cases last week in the U.S. I was like, I don't know what that means. So, you know me, I did math. There's a spike. And so far, 300,000 people in L.A. County have been diagnosed with corona, which is 3% of the people that live there. 0.0007% of the people that live in L.A. County have died from coronavirus. So that gives it some perspective. When you see 300,000, that sounds like a lot, but in a county of 10 million people, I just don't, the point I'm making is I don't know what to make of this headline is saying more people have coronavirus. Just according to your numbers, the 0.00007 chance, what will happen more? The Jets with their 0.000% chance to win the Super Bowl or someone getting coronavirus at 0.0007 in LA? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm more likely to get coronavirus. I'm not sure. Okay, here's what I would say. It probably is not helping. We don't know the statistic on this, but the Dodgers fans, I mean, excuse me, jinx, jinx, jinx. Uh-oh. Did you buy some <laughs> champagne to pop yet? <laughs> jinx, jinx, jinx. Lakers fans getting together, certainly not helping the cause. No, it's it, no, it's not helping the cause, but there's also COVID fatigue that has set in and people are wanting to get out and they want to shake it up and mix it up. Okay, but once again, the Lakers seem like they win the championship every once in a while. If the Dodgers do, in fact, win, uh, I think everybody in L.A. is getting the COVIDs or syphilis, one of the two. Um, well, I think that's a reasonable thing to predict. <laughs> I, for one, plan on getting syphilis if the Dodgers win. <laughs> Keep going until I get it. Oh. Uh, do you ever Have you ever coached any of your kids' sporting events? I have. I was the Dolphins soccer team. Yes, coach. Yes. Have you ever gotten uh, reprimanded by the officials? Yes, I, to, I have. Wouldn't it be nice? I, I was a soccer referee for 10 years, and wouldn't it be nice? The SEC has a rule on the books that says criticism officials or the officiating program by the institutional personnel is absolutely prohibited. So Lane Kiffin of Ole Miss retweeted a criticism of some officiating and got, got fined. $25,000. That that's like a nice protection bubble for those referees. They have it hard. Uh, don't you don't you see those people that have like in their bios, a retweet is not an endorsement. So like if he just put that in his thing and retweets it, then can he go like, hey, I, it's not an endorsement. Plausible deniability, I think is right? what you're saying. Yeah, right. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what to make of all this. Like he I think coaches, some of the fun of watches coaches is how crazy they go. They just lose their minds and is because they care. I don't, I don't know. I think this is a, it's an interesting story, but I, I, I'm more of like, I don't think the, the referees should have this halo of protection that they do. I think we should be able to rip them up. Um, I am a journalist. I don't really care if Ole Miss wins or loses. I'm rooting for team content. I am just so thankful that he retweeted this story and got fined so that we could talk about it. So Lane Kiffin, you keep being crazy, Lane Kiffin because you create more content for the Sports Pass radio program. So if you could go back 10 years and go back to college when you were 18 years old, where would you go? Uh, I would go to Old Miss. Thank you, for, thank you for remembering our conversation. I would definitely, although is Old Miss expensive? That's one thing I didn't factor in. Because it's a state school, so it can't, I mean, it's as, 
everything's expensive now. So I, I mean, I guess it's subjective, but it's a state school as far as I know. Do you think a you think a five ten white guy from Whittier would do well in Old Miss? Well, Eli Manning did well there. Okay, he's not a five ten white guy. He's a five ten. What? He's not five ten. I don't know. How, I feel like he's not that tall. He's probably like six foot. Maybe we could talk about that on the next show. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UFC fighter Khabib no. is no. accused of mercy. He was fighting in his alleged last fight of his career, and instead he got his, he got his opponent uh, Justin Gath- Gathridge. I don't know how to say his last name. He got him in an armbar, and he knew he wasn't going to tap out. And for people that don't follow UFC armbar, they basically wrap up your arm, and if you don't tap out, your arm snaps at the elbow. And instead, out of mercy, Khabib choked him out. I don't know <laughs> if mercy can be associated with the UFC. Do we have time to talk about this anymore? I don't know. So wait a minute. Just help me. <laughs> I love this story so much. <laughs> for, for mercy purposes, he choked out the man instead of breaking his arm. Yeah. I didn't really care so about this story that much, but hearing how excited you are, I'm, I'm fully <laughs> in. We have time for this story. <laughs> you love it. Well, listen, I, I read the story a little bit. The, the best part about this, I feel like the guy who choked the dude out saw the dude's parents in the audience. <laughs> He caught a glimpse of him and was like, oh, I can't shatter his arm. I'm going to choke him out. He sees the guy's parents and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to choke this dude out and not break his arm. Yeah, that's all you can do. I don't know. Mercy is never a headline I would think I would get with the UFC. (laughs) So here's, I just don't understand real quick. Like they literally choke someone to, to, so that they faint. And then that's how the match ends. Yeah. If you don't tap out, it's like they cut off your air supply until you pass out. And then the referee ends it. (laughs) I've never seen that. That's this horrible. I choked someone out accidentally once. Keep it PG. Keep it. Don't you take it to the nasty side, Andrew. No, there's a there's a, a defense thing I learned. If someone's attacking someone, you can go up behind them, you put your arm around their neck, and you brace the back of their neck with your forearm. And just as a joke, I went up behind my friend and I did that to him. And within three seconds, he just collapsed. And I thought he was joking and he fell on the floor. I felt pretty bad about it. Did he like come to him? was like, what Oh yeah, happened? he woke up like three seconds later, but he was like, what happened? I choked you out. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. Yeah, I've never choked anybody out of my life. That's so great. I gotta go choke somebody out. I gotta go do this. So great. Uh, this is Sports Best. He is Andrew Keller and he's literally choked a grown man out before his life. I'm Larry Olson. I'm just a 5'10 white guy from Whittier. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>